Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is The Guardian. Hello and welcome to Save for Later from Guardian Australia, a podcast about internet culture and the tabs our brains just can't close. I'm Michael Sun. And I'm Alex Gorman, back from holiday. Coming up. Ah, his toes out. Beverly Wang and Benjamin Law come by to chat Harry Styles' big toe. I knew that the toe would become a thing. I was prescient about the toe. And the ethics of Wikifeet. This doesn't feel like a conversation that we could have on the ABC, so I'm really, really glad that we're having it here at the filthy, filthy Guardian. We are getting straight into it today. No time to waste. We're stopping everything because Benjamin Law and Beverly Wang are here from the famous podcast, Stop Everything. They are writers. They are podcasters, of course. They do pretty much everything, and they're here because something is... Afoot. Ben Beverly, hello. Hi, everybody. G'day, Michael. G'day, Alex. Something has poked out into the discourse. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, you're here because of your lived experience, which is something <laughs> that we're going to touch on at the moment. But first, Beverly, I have a scene for you. Yes. It's early morning, and your beloved is greeting you with a breakfast tray and a smile. Mm-hmm. The tray has a stick of new spring blossoms, a half-peeled mandarin, and a torn-out recipe for granola wedged under a ceramic milk glass. He's wearing elegant cream pyjamas with an eggshell blue pinstripe. He has a big beaded necklace and white butterfly glasses on, but you can't see them. You're too busy looking down at his foot where a ribbed scarlet sock has come to an abrupt early ending and a hint of aqua nail polish poked through. Woo! Harry Styles is showing you his big toe. Oh! Beverly, what do you do? Oh, Harry Styles is showing me his big toe. I mean, that's exciting. And it's unsheathed. It's out there. It's bareback. I invite him into bed to read me the granola recipe in his best singing voice. And, um... Is the protruding toe a telegraph message of some kind that I'm meant to pick up? Like, is it an invitation? That's what we're here to try and decode because we are, of course, talking about his photo shoot in Better Homes and Gardens magazine, which set the internet alight last week and caused the phrase, his toe, to trend on Twitter. Now, it's my understanding that you are somewhat fond of Harry Styles. I'm a, I'm a living woman. Of course I am fond, somewhat fond of Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the Big Toe discourse? What were your feelings? I did. You know what? This is the thing. 
I read that Better Homes and Gardens spread. I looked at the photos, and I got to the toe picture, and I was like, ah, oh, his toe's out. I didn't have particular feelings about it, but I knew that the toe would become a thing. I was prescient about the toe. It's like, people are going to make a big deal about this toe. Actually, if you zoom in, the toe's a little bit dirty. There's a bit of grime around that toe now. <laughs> it's true. And I speculate that he just happened to have a, a, a sock. He's a 28-year-old man. He's a rock star, but he's a 28-year-old man. He just had some rip socks. You're saying that, but I feel like nothing about Harry Styles is unintentional. And I feel like we actually, you know, like people love to talk about whether he's queer baiting, blah, 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 blah. We're not here to talk about that. My question is, is Harry Styles foot baiting? (laughs) Because this is not the first time he's exposed foot. This is not the first time he's showed hog. And by hog, I mean foot. (laughs) Um, There are other photos in this shoot where he's standing barefooted in a lovely green verdant Mm. pastoral field with flowers between every toe. Um, There are photos from what I can only presume are the set of Dunkirk, where his feet are extremely dirty. Um, On second glance, I think it it is another photo from this shoot itself. (laughs) Um, Yes, I agree with you that It's all intentional, Mm -hmm. and he would know that the protruding toe sticking out of the sock would be a talking point. So what set your little piggies wriggling about that? (laughs) Like, what made you realise that this would be the thing that people pulled out? Well, because he and anything Harry Styles does is going to be a talking point, right? That he shows up in Better Homes and Gardens is a talking point. That he has Shania Twain on stage. Anything this man does is, is a talking point, and he's... He's, you know, like, let's just say it. He's a beautiful man. We all love him. Everybody is like, in a relationship is like, if there is somebody you would leave your partner for, we would all be Olivia Wilde. (laughs) Everybody can understand that, right? We can all understand and get behind that. It's like, even Jason Sudeikis probably is like, yes, well, fair enough. Harry Styles came calling. What could I do? (laughs) Um, Back to the toe, like... Because it's a toe protruding from a hole, it's it's a it's an unbidden toe. <laughs> it's something that is meant to be covered, but that which is protruding, and so it's, it's uncovered meat. That's right. It's like very very startling. It's different from like just a whole barefoot. Mm. It's it's a different kind of vibe, isn't it? My take though is similar to Michael's, and I get the vibe that you're veering towards. There is no such thing as spontaneous, uncovered, mm. unkeith, unsheathed mm. toe, especially I don't believe when it comes in to Harry Styles. Because on one hand, you could say that whatever Harry Styles does, people are going to go wild for. Like Harry Styles picks kale off a shelf. People go wild. Kale trends. And that's absolutely correct. Simultaneously, what's also true is that Harry Styles is advertising nail polish. You know, like he has a brand of nail polish out there Mm -hmm. and it just happens to be on his toe, happens to be protruding at just the right angle with just the right lighting enough to see that it's slightly dirty. You know, so there's there's a framing of this that's also not just about Toegate, but is about calculated capitalism and commerce. And, of course, it's also it's Better Homes and Gardens magazine. So Uh if he was going to be able to find someone who could darn his sock anywhere... It's there. Mm. It's not a hole that couldn't be repaired. (laughs) All places, right? And Beverly and I on Stop Everything, you know, we spoke recently, well, earlier this year to Billy Porter. And if you listen back to that interview, there's such an interesting moment where the thing that gets Billy most passionate is a conversation around Harry Styles that's kind of about Harry Styles but also not about Harry Styles. And it's also about the phenomenon that this is a beautiful young man, cisgender, white, who is doing a lot of stuff that's setting the internet on fire, 
which actually a lot of queer people of colour have done before. Mm -hmm. And so there's another dimension to this conversation where I think it is legitimate that Harry Styles gets people's goat for doing the least amount of anything and getting the most amount of attention. And in fact, a toe is quite literally the least amount of foot you can show. If you took a toe off your body, it would be a terrible thing, but you would still go on. You know what I mean? Uh, it is... It is literally the least amount of flesh you could show. So do you think that this toe is standing in for another body part? Like it's a symbolic of something else? Is it a phallic toe? It's almost like he learned a move from Taylor Swift. Or Britney Spears. You know, during all of the Free Britney movement, everyone, uh, especially in the world of Britney fandom, was involved and completely immersed and invested in the semiotics of Britney's mm -hmm. posts mm -hmm. because that was actually a very real situation where Britney Spears couldn't speak freely and so we were all like what is she trying to say and it actually turns out in roses. retrospect yeah there yeah. were actually codes there what's harry trying to say i think it's pretty obvious buy my nail polish <laughs> <laughs> i have a big toe <laughs> um I, I also feel like that just the sheer amount of attention um placed on this particular body part of harry styles's it's nothing new, especially um, considering the wave of internet discourse around feet um, at large. I feel like, in fact, as I said before, Harry's merely footbaiting the many people on the internet who love to talk about feet, who love to look at pictures of feet. Ben Law, we have brought you onto this podcast partially because you are someone who has been targeted in the past. Violated even. Violated by this community. He says that with a <laughs> smile on his face, though. He likes to be violated. Consensually, enthusiastically. So. <laughs> ben, how did you feel when you learned about your Wikifeet page? So there's a Wikifeet page. There is an Instagram account dedicated to male feet. Um, Which we shall not be naming today. We, will shall not, we shall not be naming them because they get enough attention and they really, really <laughs> like the attention. I mean, bless them, bless them. Like, there's... <laughs> nothing wrong about feet or, or, or having a foot fetish or sexualizing feet as such. But then when they're taking photos or screenshots of your feet and then posting it with previous photos, there's a rainbow of feelings, Alex, which is one, um, oh God, like there's an icky violating feeling and then slightly flattered too, because mm -hmm. look, we all have body parts that we are less pleased with and more pleased with. And I've got pretty good feet. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. But it is very, very interesting. You said before, Michael, there is kind of this internet fixation on feet. And there's something about access, right? Like, we have access to celebrities' faces. We have access to, you know, parts of their body are more visible to others. And to get a glimpse of something forbidden, hidden, is, I think, appealing to um a subset of sickos, and I say that as a sicko myself in other ways. You know, sicko pride is a sicko safe space. I'm not a foot fetishist at all. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. In fact, photos of feet on the internet and people taking that cliched vacation shot of, like, their feet mm -hmm. on holiday, I actually totally find that, I find that revolting, <laughs> everybody. I find it disgusting, okay? Get your feet out of my Instagram feed is generally how I feel. Yeah, kink shamer Beverly Wang. That's what I'm hearing right now. Here here I am. Here I am. We have to represent a diversity of opinions, right? <laughs> but not the diversity of feet, it seems. Oh, no, no, no. Get your get your feet off of my feed. Uh, but every once in a while, if you see like a female celebrity barefoot out and about and you catch a sight of her bunion, then I really feel like that is like drawing back the curtain. 
And that is a real look inside. <laughs> it's a Wizard of Oz moment. <laughs> yes, it's a Wizard of Oz moment. It's like, look at Paris Hilton's bunions. Well, it's a beautiful reveal of what years and years of being forced to wear very high heels on a red carpet do to a woman. The cost. Yes, that's right. I can relate. They're I too have scarred my just like feet. us. It's sometimes like when you see, and I don't want to draw judgment on her hands because she has a good sense of humour about it, Nicole Kidman's hands. Mm. She always talks about the fact that, yes, I might be one of the most photographed women in the world, but look at my hands. I've got monkey hands. She always jokes about them. (laughs) And she does have like unusually incongruous hands to the rest of her body. And it's like, she's people. She's just like us. She's literally me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm basically Nicole Kidman. (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, like not all feet are created equal. And one of the very kind of weird elements of like celebrity foot chronicling and like wiki feet in particular is that people are invited not just to capture photos of people's feet from Instagram and upload them, but also people then rate the feet out mm-hmm. of five stars mm-hmm. and your feet were quite highly rated. Oh, I haven't checked my re- uh, review lately. You, and have, I do you s- have four-star feet apparently. Oh, okay, that's okay. I would visit that restaurant. Where's the other star? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like what did I do to that Uber slash foot driver to take that one star off? <laughs> I, look, I'm, going, I'm happy with that. I'm just interested in who I beat. You beat quite a lot of people, but oh. not Harry Styles whose oh. feet. Yeah, but that's unfortunately on five out of five. Stars. That's completely understandable. But this whole conversation about having part Parts of your body platformed and showcased on the internet brings me to a darker side of the internet mm-hmm. where I am also have found myself part of oh. a website that has catalogued uh, Australian men in the public or in my case quasi-public eye and has somehow dossiered and detailed whether they're circumcised. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> and I feel like that's adjacent to the foot conversation, but it takes it one step a little bit too far. And from the other people on that website that I've spoken to, it's accurate. Oh my god! I love that you just raised that yourself. Like you, 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 you wanted people to know about that, Ben. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not into foreskin shaming or anything. Apropos to feet, <laughs> let's talk about my penis. <laughs> okay, well, the detective work involved in getting an accurate analysis of that, and also, I feel like it's inherently anti-Semitic. Yeah, right. So that's a whole other like vibe, which is just like, what are you truly trying to document here? Look. Do you know what? Something else is actually raises. The reason there's a difference between a website like the Circumcision Radar um, and Wikifeet is that there is a very big level of difference in the visibility of those two parts of your body. Um, as we were talking about earlier, perhaps the reason why people find feet so stimulating is the fact that even though they're not normally accessible, they are still accessible in photos that people post. There's a level of detective work involved um, and the photos themselves are often public. Like, for example, Wikifeet has a rule that the photos have to be taken from a public place. You can't just, like, be papping someone if they're just in a cafe sitting down somewhere. They have honour. When I have had my feet papped by that certain Instagram account, it is a self-owned. Like, they are the feet pictures that I've inadvertently put up there Mm. that Beverly has had a visceral reaction to. Mm. You know what I mean? I've reported every single one. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, the feet, my feet in Thailand, my feet at the local pool, like, I've... I've made my own trap. That's why you've lost one star because Beverly saw your photo by the pool <laughs> and rated it zero on Wikifeet. I'm actually the secret lurker on Wikifeet. She's like, I can tell you had a plan to wart once five years ago. <laughs> I can see the scar. <laughs> so kind of knowing that the content that you put out there could be 
like siphoned up by internet detectives who plan to like chronicle you in quite like literally disembodying ways. Does that change the way that you then approach like future posting? I feel like it's one symptom of a broader discourse about posting on the internet in general, which is especially in social media, everything's about context collapse. You know what I mean? Like I'm not the only one who has put tweets out there that have been completely misinterpreted and then weaponized against me or maybe have been part of like a broader thread about something else and it's just like so why do you hate women you know it's <laughs> like when when that's all going on I feel like the discussion we're having about feet and just placed in there is the most visual representation of a much broader kind of vibe which is we just care about this one thing and we're going to fixate on it to the point where the whole fixation is now on Harry Styles's toe, but it's a broader conversation about queer baiting, about capitalism, about Harry Styles, and you know so much more beyond his toe as well, right? Which is why I'm really interested in this conversation right now. Well, that context collapse is so evident that I've seen many people. I think many is a stretch. I've seen some people post photos of themselves where if their foot is visible in the photo, they'll actively blur the foot out and be like, "I'm not giving away any any feet." <laughs> for free. You have <laughs> like, to pay me for that one. What I will say in all of this, because I come to the conversation slightly cynical in that this does seem like such a calculated move. At the same time, one of the benefits I see in all of this is Dudes, pay attention to your feet. Like most mm. dudes' feet are gross. Like you go to Cool and Gatter Airport, for instance. <laughs> there are so many feet. And it's like these people are not, they're not clipping, they're not paying attention to what's there. I mean, like now I'm a little bit self-conscious because I probably haven't moisturized mine earlier today. But I do think generally, like if there is that much attention on one toe, hopefully guys and especially cisgender straight men we'll start paying more attention to them because there's there's a lot going on there that you could improve on. Mm, I always think about that Tiffany Haddish video. Is it for GQ? Hey, it's me, Tiffany Haddish, and I am here to show you how to get it in. I want you to win when it comes to dating. I want you to have the best Look for this video online. It's so funny. If a guy sees me in public and he wants to ask me out, he should approach me with a... Hey, beautiful. How are you today? And she's talking about men she's dated. And it's a warning to women. She's like, ladies, when you go on a date. One of the first red flags on a first date for me, and it should be for anyone, is dirty nails. Look at the man's hands. If he's got dirty hands, this is not a recording for the ABC, so I'll say it. Dirty nails, dirty dick. Dirty dick, dirty hands, okay? Oh. I wonder where you are. So I think dirty toes, probably dirty dick too. Okay, well, that's my thing. Is that why people love feet so much? Is because of the element that it does reflect almost like a less forbidden version of a genital. I mean, look, there's barely a metaphor here. It's not even a simile. Like, it's the glands of a penis, you know? Like, that's, (laughs) that's what it is. His big toe is out there. You know what it's saying? Just the tip. Absolutely. Harry Styles is single-handedly bringing representation to the foot fetishes of the world, um, a community that has traditionally been stigmatised, been, um, some would even say, oppressed. Why do you think that is? Because last night, last night as I was having a lovely dinner, 8.17pm, I had an intrusive thought that I had to write down in my iPhone notes app. This was the thought. Footman. Isn't it just like a tits man or an ass man? Question mark. Let's discuss. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, like, where is the foot pride kind of float at Mardi Gras? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, all pups on parade there now, mm-hmm. but where is the giant paper mache foot? Um, yeah, so I think there is something about that realm of fetish that maybe is uh, stigmatised because it's considered base. You know, like, it's what we walk around on. If you come from certain cultural backgrounds as well, like, there's a lot of kind of... Um, you know, inside-outside behaviour around feet as well, like we're not supposed to, like, wear shoes indoors because you're going to contaminate the rest of the household, mm-hmm. you know, to, to touch feet. Like, when I when I was growing up amongst uh, a majority kind of, like, white community in Australia and I would just see the way that my friends would, like, touch their shoes or pick at their feet, it was like, <laughs> because there is that kind of, like, social idea of... Um, hygiene and contamination around it. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe the oppression, as you put it, <laughs> Mikey, of this community um, might come from the idea of like, oh, well, that's a little bit yucky. I mean, like there are there are more, I guess, less visible fetish communities around that where it's definitely that element of taboo that mm-hmm. leads to the fetish. And here maybe it is um, the gateway to other things. I mean, we all know that Jesus was the original foot fetishist. Like, the amount of times I was in Catholic school and had to hear stories about people kissing his feet. Washing the feet, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I went to a Lutheran school. You went to a Catholic school. Mm. Did you also have that thing where the teachers once a year would wash your feet? What? No love heart. Hang on a second. (laughs) I don't think you could do that nowadays. Your teachers washed your feet as a thing. (laughs) Yeah, because... Because there's that whole story in the New Testament where, where Jesus washed the feet of, you know, someone. Yes, famously. Yes, yes, yes. And so the whole idea is you're supposed to put yourself at service. So a lot of, you know, priests and pastors and reverends and all of that sort of stuff, you know, one of the ways they'll show service and that we are a mere humble servant of the community. It's not about hierarchy. As much as you look towards us, we are supposed to humble ourselves at the feet of God. Mm -hmm. You wash feet. But children were getting their feet washed by adults. That's what I want to clarify. Is that what was happening? Correct, correct. It was another time and place, Beverly, but my school was also (laughs) another dimension. Okay. Beverly, you'll be pleased to know that at least on WikiFeet, the rule is that celebrities must have been 18 or over when the foot picture uploaded was taken. I have to give a shout out to WikiFeet. Hearing all their rules and regulations, they are above board. They are honourable. Look, I feel like having your feet analyzed, discussed in such detail is almost a sign that you've made it. Ben Law, you've made it. Harry Styles, you've made it. Me and Alex, we haven't made it. We're not on the Instagram page. We're not on WikiFeet. Who's going to start the Save for Later WikiFeet page? (laughs) Silence. Look, I feel like all I've learnt today um, is that I'll respect Harry Styles when he washes my feet. Um, thank you so much, Ben and Beverly, for coming on this little podcast. It has been a pleasure. It has been an absolute thrill to talk feet with you. And if anybody listening wants to hang out with me and Ben some more, please check out Stop Everything, 10 a.m. on Friday on Radio National, or just search Stop Everything in the ABC Listen app, tap the star, favourite us, And you can also find us in all the other podcasting apps. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. 
Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, it's time for the takeaway bag at the end of the show. The homework, if you will, that will hopefully give you pleasure. Michael, what's top of your list this week? What culture can you recommend? Well, look, a movie I'm sure you've already heard of is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Like, no amount of words can encapsulate this movie, but I'm going to try anyway. So everyone I know who has seen this film Mm -hmm. has told me that it is the best film they've seen either this year or ever. And also Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said that. He has a substack. Strongly recommend. Literally anything I say is going to be cliched and has been said by someone else before because everyone is on the same freaking page. It's it's a movie that essentially stars Michelle Yeoh as this laundromat owner and then suddenly she gets almost like embroiled in this multi-universe adventure. It's, it's a kung fu movie. It's a mind-melding genre mash She's essentially the last hope for all of humanity and she has to travel through an infinite number of multiverses. So it's like if Gaspar Noe directed a Marvel film. And it will make you cry four times for reasons other than trauma. Amazing. I cannot wait to see it. Alex, what is your top of the list this week? Top of my list is a book that kind of relates to my little experiment with not checking my phone. It's called Mm. Stolen Focus and it's by Johan Hari. And this is a book about why our attention is melting, why our brains don't work properly. But what I love about it is rather than kind of prescribing what I attempted to do, which is sort of claw your way out with um, a concept that he calls cruel optimism, Mm -hmm. he basically highlights all of the different structural reasons why we can't think clearly anymore and points out all of these different things that are wrong with the way that the world works and how it is breaking our brains. And it certainly made me feel better about my complete lack of concentration. I'm so glad that I can blame someone else other than me. It's Um, not your fault. It's my awful personality, Alex. It's capitalism's fault. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, you should probably subscribe to this show. It's so easy. You're already listening to it. Just hit follow on that podcast player. You can scream back at us across the void by leaving us a review, but only if you're screaming compliments. This episode was produced by Miles Herbert and Joe Koning, who also handcrafted the music. Executive produced by Miles Martignoni and Steph Harmon. We'll see you next week. 